American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Granite Transformations. Done in a day. Beautiful for life. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, this is something that I can say I've never done. I have a studio full of dogs. And, uh, oh, Neil Bortz needs to tune in right now. See, I do not hate dogs. I have a studio full of dogs. That's because I have our very own dog whisperer that lives here in the Atlanta area who's written a book, Talking with Dogs and Cats, Joining the Conversation to Improve Behavior Bonds with Your Animals. So, Tim Link, you started this whole thing with this book about communicating with animals and I had this great idea to bring you on and then to have people bring in their dogs and have this communication about improving the behavior of people whose animals we brought in from employees radio their employees with their pets in the radio station so I hope this goes well and we don't have some bloodshed but <laughs> welcome to the studio oh it's I'm pleased to be here thanks so much having me on so tell us first of all how you became kind of the the Dr. Doolittle of Atlanta Dr. Doolittle of Atlanta I think I'm going to trademark that one that yeah. sounds pretty good uh, well, I've been doing this for over a decade now. Um, it was basically the how the gift opened up was quite accidental. Uh, you know, I had a uh, long-standing career in telecommunications, and one day um, the uh, a communicator was coming to town to teach a small workshop. It was my wife's uh, birthday weekend. She thought it'd be fun to go because she was hoping she would have the gift to connect deeper with animals. I thought, well, okay, I got the flowers, got the card, <laughs> so yeah, let's go. And we went. And uh, during the workshop, we. Uh, Learned to, you know, sort of open our mind, open our hearts to the idea, learn to connect with the animals. I, I really didn't think anything much of it. I wanted to try, but didn't really think, you know, I was going to have this great epiphany. But uh, we worked with uh, probably 20, 25 different animals. Uh, everybody brought in their own questions, mm-hmm. uh, typically questions like, you know, where does Spot like to sleep? Where does Fluffy like to use the litter box? These type of things. And each and every time that I connected with animals, I received information. And it was 100% accurate. Okay, how were you receiving the information? Well, at the time, it was a form of usually a couple words or a picture. And I would jot down my little notes, not knowing... uh, Mentally, you were getting a picture. Mentally, you were getting a picture. So I wasn't hearing them speak at that point. Uh, It was just a couple of words or a mental picture that was coming through. And I jotted down that information and shared it with the human companion or the owner of the animal. And lo and behold, it was correct. And so, you know, back then I thought, well, this is cool. Yeah. You know, this is kind of strange. Uh, maybe I'm on a roll. Maybe I should go to Vegas because yeah. I'm really cooking today. But uh, I continued to work with it, you know, and it continued to develop to work with my own animals, animals, uh, friends at that church. Later became president of a local humane society, which mm-hmm. afforded me more opportunities to work with animals. And then by 2007, uh, the word had gotten out. I started receiving phone calls and emails from people around the world with challenges they were having with their animals and trying to build a great relationship Mm -hmm. and working with animals that have made their transition, helping people with grief counseling. 
and also uh, missing animals, lost animals, and helping locate them and hopefully reunite them with their family. You just did that today with a tortoise. Yeah, that's what we did. That's what we did. So they, they come in from all over the world, and that, the lost pet work is probably what I'm best known for, but the behavior work is obviously a very, very important part of it because we want to have that great relationship with animals in our lives. You know, there are family members, and we need to know how to get along with them just as well as we do any other family member. Okay, we're going to open up the phone lines. If you have your four-legged fur friends and family members at home that have behavioral issues that you would like to figure out what's going on, uh, call 404-872-0750. That's 404-872-0750. But since we have some live ones in the studio, let's let's uh, start with those. So we have uh, Corey Holtzberg. He's um, one of my production buddies here at the radio station, and he's brought in Miss Mildred. Miss Mildred. Miss Mildred has already shown her dominance. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I Miss Mildred is the sweetest dog I've ever owned, Belinda, but she's the loudest dog I've ever owned. She's a treeing walker coonhound, which I've never even heard of. I think you just breed. made that up. No, I, I actually, when I first, I found this dog, which is the, the true story. Like I actually found her at my sister-in-law's house, and over the course of a couple of weeks, tried to find her owner, couldn't find her, ended up, long story short, ended up keeping her. I don't know her history. I don't know anything about her. We think she was about two when when we found her, um, but she's a sweetheart. I mean, she's an angel, but she's just, there's a couple little things like behavioral that I would love to talk to you about, Tim, that I just have questions, and um, so if that's okay. Sure, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Mildred, get... Come back from behind the chair. Here, She's hiding. <laughs> well, she'll come out to defend herself by saying anything that's inappropriate, so don't worry about that. Yeah, a couple of things you mentioned there, and I'll, I'll just highlight it because I talk a little bit about it in the book, Talking with Dogs and Cats. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm a firm believer that animals find us. There's a reason they come into our lives. There's a purpose for us uh, to have them in our lives. It's not always going to the local uh, uh, humane society or the rescue center. It's not always going to a pet store, uh, which I'm not a proponent of, but right, right. you know, to find the right perfect animal. They come into our lives for a reason, and we have to determine what that reason is. And I, So when you sh- said she showed up at your sister's house, I think that was for a reason. There was a purpose behind that. Well, if she was going to find a dog lover, I don't think she's going to find someone. I mean, I spoil this dog rotten. I mean, she's my, I told my wife when something, you know, eventually happens to her, I'm going to probably need some therapy. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's just a great dog. Um, but like I said, I don't know her history. Yep. Um, like one thing that we, we struggle with her, and I, I don't know if it's her hunting instinct or what it, what it might be, doors. When you open a door... I don't know if she thinks she's going for a hunt, but she, I mean, it is bang. And she does it for like 10 seconds to let Mm -hmm. the whole neighborhood know she's there. And then she stops and she's fine. But I have worked with her with treats. I've worked with her with hand signal. I mean, I've tried so many things with her. I just can't get through. Like, I would love to be able to just open a door and let somebody in without her going nuts. And she's not aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's not, she's not aggressive at all. As you can see, she's got her, she's sleeping on your leg i mean (laughs) (laughs) got her one over already but um i've always just wondered why she does that or or... yeah well a few things first of all uh, to address your issue about her past she's not worrying about her past okay you know animals we we hear the terminology of animals live in the present and they absolutely do Uh, they all have a past whether it's good bad or indifferent but they learn from that past apply it to today and focus on what their purpose is for this day Uh and it's a lesson that we we all should learn in life yeah Um, so don't worry about her past she's not worrying about it 
don't even worry about it. Yeah. Got it. Good. She's uh, now giving me a big old hug, so I'm, I'm on the right track here. This is good <laughs> I'm news. I'm telling you, Tim, is she news. is the sweetest animal I've ever owned. Yes. She's a good oh, one. Oh, look at her. Now, when you talk about the door, or does she do it when you open the door to let her out? Does yes. She, okay. And it's she not, also it's does not so it. much when people come in. It's opening the back door to go out to go to the bathroom or right. just to go out on the back deck. Right. And she does it. She just bays for like 10 or 15 seconds, and then she stops. Um, and... I've just tried to, I'm like, man, it would be nice to be able to open the door. Oh, oh, oh. We've got <laughs> some robbery in the yes, studio. And that was not growling at me, by the way, I will say. <laughs> Thank goodness. No. Well, here's the, here's one thing I'll suggest, and, we, and when I talk a lot about this, I'm a big proponent of verbally talking to your animals. Yeah. Um, talking to them about what you need from them, what the situation is, and why is this going to be an important thing for them. So it's a lot like talking to your children. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a simplistic standpoint, because I firmly believe the animals Perhaps no more, much more than we do. At least right. they accept a lot more than right, we do. Right. But before you go to that back door, try this. Tell her what you're going to do. Tell her what you need from her. Okay. And why is this going to be a good thing? Okay. Okay. So we're getting ready to go outside, sweetie. I need you to be quiet for the moment. Let's put your quiet voice on and let me open the door. And then we'll go out for a long walk or we'll go out in the backyard and play. And while you're doing that, verbally telling her what it is, what she needs to do, and why is this going to be a good thing for her, yeah. you visualize what you're wanting the outcome to be. You're visualizing okay. going the door. She waits for you to open the door. No, or maybe minimal howling. We'll yeah. put it that way. We'll start with small steps. Yeah. And then you go outside. You play. Everybody's happy. And then you just praise the heck out of her for doing such a great job. Okay. And you said that mental picture out there because animals, they understand the words that we're saying. Yeah. But more importantly, they understand the visualization that comes with those words. Because every time we say a word or series of words, we send a mental picture out. Yeah. And the more cognizant we are with that mental picture, the better they understand. So if we visualize what we're wanting from them as well as we verbally have told them, then they get it. And then, of course, our energy goes up to a higher level. We go up to that positive level because we've yeah. talked to them about it. Yeah. We've seen it happen the way we want it to happen. And when it works, we feel really good about it. And they always respond to uh, positive energy. Okay. Yeah. So put that in motion. What, when you go to the back door, what it is, what she needs to do, why is this going to be a good thing for her? Visualize the outcome you want. Don't let it enter your mind. Take it totally out of your mind yeah. that there's going to be an issue that she's going to have. Yeah. Because if you do that, if you enter that into your subconscious or your conscious mind, it, it, she won't let you down. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I've never tried that, Tim. I, I will try it this afternoon. There you go. Yeah. All right. Excellent, guys. We're going to take a break. We're speaking with Tim Link. He's the author of Talking with Dogs and Cats, joining the conversation to improve behavior bonds with your animals. So we have folks on the phone lines, folks in the studios. It's going to be an interesting hour. Stay tuned. This is happening only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Now more of Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Thank you, Scott. And let's give away the McDonald's Weekend Prize Pack, a pair of tickets to see Train in Concerts with the Fray and Matt Nathanson on June the 5th at Aaron's Amphitheater in Lakewood, produced by Live Nation, and a pair of tickets to see Veraki, uh, uh, Cirque du Soleil, July 29th through August the 2nd at the Arena at Gwinnett Center. This is a prize pack valued at 200 bucks, and the third caller crystal to 404 741 0750 that's 404-741-0750 can walk away with that okay we've been talking about 
talking with cats and dogs about some behavioral issues with uh, Atlanta's very own Tim Link, the author of Talking with Cats and Dogs. So we have just a few minutes, so I want to get one from our listeners. And uh, let's speak with Kathy in Maysville. You're on WSB. How are you, Kathy? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you so much for answering uh, answering my call. Sure, we've got just a few minutes, so let's make it quick. Okay, um, I have a Havanese that's eight years old, and I have a hard time going on vacation because he'll refuse to eat. I mean, he'll refuse for to eat until I get back, and I've come back from vacation just so he'll eat. And every time I leave the house, he gets hyper or when there's a storm. But if I open up the door, he'll take off and run, and I've got to search for him, you know, until I find him. So I, I guess I don't know what to do with either or dilemma with him. All right. Well, I, I tell you, I, I talk about this in the book, Talking with Dogs and Cats, and there, you've got a several dynamics going on there. So let's address the vacation thing first. Do you let him know where you're going? Um, like to the Bahamas? To the or? Bahamas <laughs> or wherever you're going. Do you, do you oh, it, no, it's usually a convention I have to go to, like okay. to Savannah in June. Like it's coming up now. Okay, so here's what we do. Start doing this now because if you're already talking about it to us, he thinks it's happening now. So whatever okay. we're talking about, whether it's today, tomorrow, or two years from now, they think it's happening now. They want to know what's going on, what, how it affects them, what they need to do, so they get a little bit anxious. So what I want you to start doing immediately is to let them know where you're going, let them know when you'll be back, give them days, times, um, look at a, you know, visualize a calendar, or how many days it's going to be, and most importantly, let him know what he needs to do while you're gone. And if it's an eating issue... Just let him know that you need him to be big, strong, healthy boy and eat all of his food and make it okay. nice and easy on him. And when you're doing that, visualize the whole thing. And the important part of it is not only to tell him where you're, exactly where you're going to your convention, but also how many days you're going to be gone and visualize that calendar flipping forward to how many ever days it is or see the uh, in your mind's eye and your vision, see it going from dark to light to dark to light, counting how many days that you're going to be gone. And then uh-huh. make it very, very clear what you need from him. And uh, then when he does it, even if he does it just a small amount, he's going to be very excited about the whole thing, and you're going to be pleased, too. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Good luck, Kathy. And if you want more information or want to talk further with Tim, we'll give you that information in just a moment. We're going to take a break. Tim Bryan is going to update you on Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic. We'll be back with more Atlanta Living right after this. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Granite Transformations. Done in a day beautiful for life. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton, and we've gone to the dogs today on the show. Literally, we're talking about dogs and cats and how to communicate better with them. And in the studio, we have Tim Link. He literally communicates with animals. And you are our Dr. Doolittle. And I can just picture you going through the park and all these voices are speaking to you and you're hearing them. Does that ever happen to you? Well, you know, in the early days when when I first started communicating with animals, I did. Uh, When we talked about when the gift first opened up, uh, actually, uh, the late Judy Byers, who was my mentor, uh, I called her immediately after that started happening because I couldn't sleep one night, the first night especially, 
all these voices were coming, all these doggy voices and kitties and whatever may be out there. And I told her, hey, uh, Judy, you know, if it's going to be like this, it's really cool, but I don't want it. Can you get it out of <laughs> my head? Can you turn it off? Yeah. And she laughed and said, hon, it doesn't work that way, but I can help you control it. So we got to the point where, you know, they'll communicate with me if they absolutely need something desperately. Otherwise, I can sort of tune it out a little bit and let them go on with their little uh, furry, feathered, finned lives. Okay. We have in the studio a friend of mine, works here at the radio station, Kara Wilson, and she has BB. And BB is a chihuahua. She is. BB has um, a little behavioral issue that's not common. I hope not. What's going on, Kara? Well, she has a bit of separation anxiety is what we've been calling it. When I, um, she normally goes everywhere with me except for, you know, work and grocery store and things that places that she can't go. So when we leave her, she likes to take a mess in the floor and then shred it and sometimes even eat it. Mm. So it's not very appetizing to come home to little turdlets everywhere. But and then, of course, she wants to say, hi, I love you. Let me lick you right in the face. Oh. So oh. we're trying to um, get her to stop that. Well, you know, key thing, for the last caller, the techniques that I talked about there will definitely go a long way to helping you guys out. So start as your daily routine. Whenever you leave the house, it doesn't matter where you're going or what you're doing. Let, them, let her know and let all the other animals know where you're going when you'll be back, and why is this going to be a good thing for them, and what they need to do while you're gone. Okay, that's the first thing. And get into this routine and start taking baby steps with it. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, BB, I'm going to go out and check the mail at the mailbox. Uh, I'll be gone for two minutes. I need you to watch me at the window, and then we'll come back and get a treat. Okay. You go do that. You come back. Praise her like you've never seen a dog watch you out the window in your entire life. You praise her, give her treats. Everything's great. Then you slowly work your way up. So you go to work, you say the same things. You go to vacation, you start doing the same things. So you start making this your daily practice that every time you leave that house, you're letting everyone know, especially BB, where you're going, what she needs to do, and why is this going to be okay for her. Okay, now and I then do let tell her know her, also when you're going to be back. I do tell her in the mornings that I'm going to work good. and she needs to be a good girl and yeah. have a good day. Yeah. But I never do the why it's a good thing for yes. her. So tell her I'll start adding that. Right. Why it's going to be a good thing for her. And give her a little assignment to do. You know, it's something easy. Take a long nap. Then we'll play when we get home. Okay. You know, eat your favorite treats, these type of things. And the key thing in your situation is don't come into the house or prepare yourself for coming in the house and expect to see the duty on the floor. Okay. Or the, yeah. Because if you expect it, she's never going to let you down. It's we going to happen. We usually have a joke. What's the over-under on there? Being there you go. The there you go. So we've already projected that out there. And guess what? She's going to uh, She's not going to be uh, Nine times down. out of ten, it's there. Exactly. So ma- make sure of that. And then when you come in, even if it's that short trip to the mailbox and back, and she, she didn't duty in the floor, mm-hmm. praise her like you've never seen that. Because she'll get the hint that, oh, wait a minute. Every time I, you know, I skip doing that and I know where they're going and when they're coming back, then I get praise, I get love, I get right. attention. This is good. I'm going to start doing that instead of the other. Awesome. Yeah. We'll okay. definitely start trying that. Okay. What is she saying to you? I think this is the fun part. What yeah. is BB thinking right now? Well, we're getting, see how relaxed she is? So before we uh, got on this section and let the audience know, her eyes are starting to close. She's starting to relax. Everything is good. And so when we were, before, when we were in break, before we came back on, she was uh, very calm, being a very good girl, but she's very curious. What's going on? Who's doing? You know, what that do- what's that dog doing? What are we doing here? As soon as we got on the air and we started talking about this, she's agreeing with us. She's getting calm. Mommy's getting calm because I've already given her all the instructions and mm-hmm. tips of how to solve this challenge. So everybody's feeling good. Kumbaya, great lifestyle, great life. So she her she is looking a little sleepy now. Oh, well. there you go. 
Okay. She's a love muffin. Yeah. It's that and the calming tones of Tim Link. That, that's it. <laughs> sure. Okay. And, and so with your book, you can teach Kara and Angie and Kim and all the other uh, folks in the studio and, and on the line how to communicate such as yourself, but maybe not to the deepest level, with their pets like you're doing so they can change these behaviors. Absolutely. You know, the book Talking with Dogs and Cats, the the first part of the book deals with, you know, what is animal communications? How do animals communicate, you know, in a very simplistic level, not a deep scientific level? And how do you connect? How can you use uh, verbalization, visualization, and your positive energy to get the uh, responses and the understanding between the two? And the latter part of the book deals with probably the top 30 things we deal with all the time if we have a life with dogs or cats we've always experienced them so i'm giving you the tips and the inside of how i would suggest you uh solving or at least improving those situations okay all right angie you're up we're switching positions here angie has the cutest this is angie smith and i've been calling her dog a female which is probably why it's mad because it's a male so (laughs) angie what what's the issue uh, Simon is a rescue. He's not quite two years old. And I know he, he seems calm now because he's nervous. But at home, he is just a bundle of energy. If he's not sleeping, he's 100 miles an hour, jumping everywhere, wanting to play. He's got a favorite porcupine that he brings to me. If, if I'll look at him, it's he's trying to put it in my hand. I also have two other chihuahuas. And so he ambushes them all day long. And, <laughs> and it's not it's to play, right. but one of them is 15, 16 years old, and so he's not having any of it. Doesn't take too kindly to Right, and the other one, I mean, she'll she'll give in a little bit, but he pushes her buttons, and so eventually it it doesn't end up well. Right. How do I get him to know that they don't want to play? Okay, so a a couple tidbits here real quick. Uh, First of all, uh, the introduction. Uh, we know that we have a rescue dog. Big, mm-hmm. big kudos and big pro rescue, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's forget about that. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's like someone introducing you. You know, let's say, hi, you know, this is my friend. Uh, she's had such a hard life. You guys see how her parents treated you. You wouldn't want to be introduced that way. Right. So you introduce all the great things that are going on now. Okay. That's the thing. That's how we do the introduction, how, how beautiful he is and how everything's going great. Okay. Second thing is we've got to burn some energy off. And we're talking about physical as well as mental energy. So, um, you know, I, I deal a lot with clients that say, well, you know, my dog gets uh, two walks a day, got a big backyard to play in, got friends to play with, you know, litter mates to play with, whatever it may be. That's great. That's great from the physical standpoint. That's extremely important. But now we got to add some mental challenges. we got to play some hide-and-seek games. So take the favorite porcupine. Hide it in a a special spot in the house. Let him find it and bring it to you and present it. Find another favorite toy. Take a favorite treat, something that is, you know, if you forget where you put it, it's not going to attract ants or things of this sort. But put a favorite treat, hide it behind a uh, a door or behind a uh, part of the cushion, something of this sort. It'll be a hide-and-seek game, so now we're mentally challenging. So if we do a physical and mental challenge uh, with him, he's going to burn that off and pay more attention to that and the fun and games than he will, you know, tackling his 15-year-old friend. <laughs> okay, great. I'll have so, to try that. Are more dogs talkative and communicative than other dogs? Or, like people, do you have quiet dogs and really chatty dogs? Yeah, you know, all animals are just like people. So they all have their own unique personalities. And some are very talkative, very uh, show a lot of uh, motion and movement and laughter and all the things that we do. If they had hands, they'll mm-hmm. move their hands, but they move their tails and their paws. Some are more subdued. 
They're more quiet. They're, you know, maybe only share a few bits of information. So when I'm communicating with them, you know, I'm receiving words, colors, pictures, feelings, emotions, uh, smells, sensations, whatever they're willing to share with me is what I receive. And some are very uh, flamboyant in their conversations, and some will only share a few bits of information, whatever they think I can understand as the mere human they share with me in the, in the method that they want to share it with so me. So what is Simon sharing with you? Yeah, I think we're spot on. So we're getting relaxed. So we, we get a lot of, as when I do in-person consultations, we start to see an animal who gets a little anxious at first, perhaps the human companion is getting anxious because there's a you know a, a consultation coming mm-hmm. on, somebody's coming to visit, so everybody's on heightened alert. But then once I get there and we start talking about it, the human companion starts feeling better about it, confident, I'm sharing tips, I'm calming putting a calming influence there, thus their animals respond accordingly. And as long as I'm doing the things and, and answering the questions based on what the animal's sharing with me, they become in that calm state. Okay. So she, you know, very happy, not, not as inquisitive, you know, very calm in a situation. And, you know, if everybody was here in the studio right now, it's much different than it was, you know, 35, 40 minutes ago. Right. And it's not just because the animals have properly introduced themselves. Uh, everybody sort of got their own little nook in the world in the studio right now. But it's because we're, we're talking to them and we're answering their questions. And we're helping the people that they love form a better life with them. Okay. So Simon is one of three of Angie's. Um, is is Simon doing well with the siblings? Well, we talk, he's not addressing anything with the siblings, so I think Simon rules. I, I see Simon as being a very um, social dog, but a very independent dog. Simon does his thing, so we've got two other ones there. They want to join the fray, he'll encourage them to do so. But if they don't, he's perfectly content with that, too. Give me my porcupine, give me my fun and games. <laughs> as long as I'm getting some attention and getting some activity, I'm happy. So, no, he hasn't addressed, he hasn't popped anybody else in mind. And when we talked about uh, his uh, 15-year-old uh, partner in crime uh, that doesn't prefer the rambunctiousness, he didn't defend himself. He didn't say, hey, wait a minute, no, it wasn't my fault. It was more of, okay, yeah, that is what I do. So <laughs> now explain okay. why we can get around that situation, how we can make it a little bit better for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to give out a website if people would like to get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way to do it right now is uh, go to TalkingWithDogsAndCats.com. TalkingWithDogsAndCats.com will tell you a little bit about me. It'll tell you about the book, Talking With Dogs and Cats. It has the events page. We're doing a lot of uh, workshops and book signings and uh, events around the area and we're also going on a book tour so keep up on that and it'll also lead you to my way uh my main website which is wagging tells wagging hyphen tells t-a-l-e-s dot com there you can find out more about me watch the video clips and the interviews and uh sign up for your own personal consultation now do you do more animals than just dogs and cats i do you know i work with animals in zoos sanctuaries aquariums uh, so i have talked to we mentioned tortoises uh, earlier today so i've communicated with uh, tortoises, zebras. I've been in wolf's dens. I've done aquarium work. Do I, animals get depressed and moody like humans? Well, they go through the same uh, emotions that we do. Absolutely. So they will. They can go through depression and sadness and, and moodiness and the, the things, especially if we're in that state of mind. You know, animals are great at deflecting negative energy. So negative energy can come from us or just everything around them. So if we're in a negative state of mind or our family or whatever it may be is in a negative state of mind. They do a great job deflecting that. But after a while, if it's constant, then they'll start to absorb it. And that's when we see disease come in within the animal and they start having some physical or emotional challenges. And so it's important for us not only to have a great life and keep ourselves in that positive state, but for ourselves and our family, but also for our animals in 
as well. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Lisa and then Kim and um, Jax. You're listening to Atlanta Living, talking with Tim Links, the author of uh, Talking with Dogs and Cats, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Thank you, Scott. And we are back with Talking with Dogs and Cats with Tim Link. And, Tim, we're going to go back to the phone lines and take a call. Uh, Lisa in Dallas has been holding a while. Lisa, you're on WSB. How are you this afternoon? Good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on with your furry animal? Um, I have a pound puppy. We think she's like an Irish terrier, about 55 pounds, about three years old. And uh, I also have horses, and we used to take her to the barn. And at the time, they had three cats, but the cats would pretty much stay hidden, so the dog didn't really do much about that. But then they adopted five more, and uh, now we can't take her anymore because she's very vocal, and she wants to eat them, and the cats will just get right up in front of her and just lay down, and I want to desensitize her so I can take her back to the barn, but I don't want her to... uh, cause a problem if she eats a cat so um i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah eating cats never a good idea uh well here's i know yeah so here's a couple things i would do for you first of all let's let's get in that mindset that we're not going to fret about walking to the barn and seeing the cats because if you are starting to leave the house and to go towards the barn and you're already worrying about it guess what your dog's already worrying about it and you're going to have a big confrontation okay, well, the barn is, uh, we drive to the barn. It's like okay. three miles away from my house. It's not like in my backyard. All right. So. so, yeah, the same thing. So that whole drive, if you're worrying, oh, I wonder if those darn cats are out there. Well, guess what? Yeah, the darn cats are going to come out and make an appearance. Ta-da! And then your dog's going to get upset because you're getting upset about it. So visualize it the way you want it to turn out. Make sure you're, you're driving there. You get out. Everybody walks to the barn. If your dog happens to see a cat, not a big problem, not a big deal. You're going to make light of the whole situation and keep everything calm. That's the first step you want to do. Second thing you want to do is make sure you're, you know, take these in baby steps. If your dog's having challenges with cats being at the barn, take him to the barn, put him on leash the first time, and not pull on the leash when you see the cat, but gently walk up near the area of the barn, praise him the whole time, give him treats if you need to to calm him down, and then let him come back into the, the car or the truck to wait the rest of the time. So the key is do little baby steps ahead of time, be calm about the situation. See it the way you want it to turn out, and I think you'll do a lot better with it. All right, Lisa, thank you. And if you want more, pick up the books, uh, book Talking with Dogs and Cats by Tim Link. It's 57 minutes after 2 o'clock. We're going to take our break, come back with our final segment with our dog whisperer, our Dr. Doolittle. You're listening to News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.